You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. It's Groundhog Day, <laughs> motherfucker! That would have been a way better intro to that movie. I'm just saying. Uh, Royal Rumble happened. We had our huge event at Bo- Buffalo Wild Wings in downtown Detroit. Raw, SmackDown, AW, NXT, all that fun stuff. It's things that we're going to get into today. We're going to have a quick show for you today because it's Super Bowl Sunday. And we all got shit to do. We got shit to do. This is part of our lives. But... Outside of the Royal Rumble, not much happens. We're going to get into that. A little bit of other stuff. Maybe some championship wins by some people this week as we break the ring down. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. Professional wrestler and professional podcaster Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. What's up, guys? Death Machine Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to the art of wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to. And you're listening. And you're listening to. You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the mother fucking world. (coughs) (coughs) You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. (laughs) (laughs) Nick. (laughs) And me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. You sons of bitches. You daughters of bitches. I had a hairball. <laughs> um, Nick, man. Yeah. How fucking fun did you much have <laughs> at our Royal Rumble event at B-Dubs? I much had fun all like it. <clears throat> fun everywhere with people. Restaurant, I was inside Buffalo Wings with Wild. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Awesome time. Good turnout, good energy. Man, there was a lot of fucking energy. Walt fucking, fucking Walt, man. That dude is fucking. He almost died. Damn. Walt almost died. It was great. I love seeing that kind of energy for this shit. We'll get into why Walt almost died. Obviously, you guys have seen Walt. He's been on the show. On top of that, he was been on one of our a couple of our well one of our Royal Rumble drinking games. 
videos that you can find on our YouTube. Just go to BreakingDownTheRing.com. BreakingDownTheRing.com. And it can take you to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YubeTubes. Yube. A tubes, a yub, a tubes, a yub, a tubes, a just, a kidding, it's you, a tube. <laughs> go there, check out some videos. Make sure you go to that official merchandise. You can get yourself some breaking down the ring merchandise, including the shirt that I'm wearing. Soon to be a hat that Nick's wearing. That's what they know. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing right now is jerking off the WWE. There's very many times that we, as a fan base, shit on the WWE. I'm a scat man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you've seen our Instagram post, (laughs) you will know where that comes from. (laughs) Brazzers. WWE did something they haven't done since WrestleMania of last year, and that was put on a great pay-per-view a great pay-per-view not a mediocre not just good great not the best of all fucking time but a great pay-per-view one that was good from start to fucking finish we had a blast i can tell you that because there's been we've done these pay-per-views before and survivor series was good had some good moments but it wasn't great i wouldn't i don't think any of us were like man that survivor series was amazing I think we all said, wow, Survivor Series is really good. I like the way NXT went over, but it seemed kind of weird that you shit all over your other programming. Even though we like NXT. Royal Rumble last year was good. You know, nothing to write the fuck home about. Good, not great. Right. We were all kind of weirded out by Becky Lynch, how she got in and winning, even though she tapped and blah, blah, blah. Uh, WrestleMania last year, though, was great. The Kofi win, Seth taking the title off of Brock. You know, uh, The Fiend showing up. Um, <clears throat> who the fuck else won the big title? Why can't I think of it? Becky. Becky. Yeah, two the belts. girls. The Becky two belts in the, in the fucking main event. Other than that, WWE in the 2019 year put on a lot of good pay-per-views. Nothing spectacular, nothing amazing, nothing shitty until TLC. And we don't fully blame them for that because in the main event that everyone was annoyed about, which is the only thing everyone was really annoyed about, but it was so bad that you just it just killed your pay per view love. Um, Kyrie Saint got injured, uh-huh. so anything that was planned, everything just seemed off after that. <clears throat> so you got to kind of give a pass, but you still have to be honest and say this pay per view was not good. It was the worst one of WWE's 2019. And again, pay per views. We're not talking Saudi shows. We're not talking network specials. We're talking WWE pay per views. Those Sunday things that come on around seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever they they were eight in the beginning of the year. And they shot to seven after WrestleMania. Not at noon on a Thursday. <clears throat> yeah, not at noon on a Thursday. Not a weird time on a Saturday. A WWE pay per view. So. 2020 kicks off with the Royal Rumble. And the Royal Rumble is fun. Start to finish. And that includes the pre-show matches. Because if you're paying attention, there's two matches in the pre-show. Sheamus and Shorty G. Andrade defending his United States Championship against Humberto Carrillo. And we'll get into more about Andrade a little bit after we talk about the Royal Rumble. And then it starts off with that Falls Count Anywhere match. With Roman Reigns beating Baron Corbin by pinning him on top of the dugout in Minute Maid Park. Now, 
let it be known, ladies and gentlemen, that all of the cameras that were filming things at the Royal Rumble were supposed to be in Minute Maid Park. They weren't stealing signs. That's right. These cameras were supposed to be there. They were following the action because it was supposed to. Make that clear. Yeah. I don't want any WWE suspension things. And it started off with that false count anywhere match, and a fall happened not just outside the ring. Not just outside the ring area. Not just outside of the ramp. Not just on the stage. This fucking fall happened on top of the dugout in Minute Maid Field, Minute Maid Park. Right on top of the Houston Astros World Series champs, asterisk, sign. (laughs) 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 So right off the bat, this pay-per-view is fun. It is not conforming to any bullshit. You're not getting a stipulation in a match that actually has no bearing on the ending of it at all. Nick, how did you feel about this match? It was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, start to finish, it had a good story from just the two of these guys squaring off to, you know, when Roman went out into the aisle to just fucking jump, you know, Corbin's crew and, uh, you know, when he was coming out on the whatever the fuck you want to call that thing, the throne crap, um, to the Usos coming out to help them when uh, when Dolph and, and Robert Roode were involved. And um, when you got them out of the match and just finished it with the two, you know, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin on the dugout, I mean, it was great storytelling and it was a... It was a good way to finish it on the dugout. I really liked that they did that. And like you said, didn't stick to, oh, in the aisle way or, oh, by an announce table, through an announce table. No, you know, it was out of the ordinary. Exactly. And that's what WWE has needed to do. Everything that WWE has been doing for the last few years is conformative. It is uh, repetitive. It is not something it, – it, it is this happens, but why did this happen? This doesn't make any sense. This falls count anywhere match with a fall happening way the fuck away from anything else in a pretty fucking cool spot where I guarantee you those fans sitting on, on top of the fucking dugout weren't thinking, can't wait for a fall to happen here. But they were, of course, going, man, it would be sweet if it happened out here. And it fucking did. So those right. fans got a huge fucking jump from that too. Hell yeah. <clears throat> What an experience, you know? Yeah, 100%. Never expecting that, and then all of a sudden, fucking right here. Right. Oh, my God, he speared him. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, up next was the women's third, the 30-woman Royal Rumble match, and it had an ending that I will be very honest about. I said I wasn't happy with. Um. However, talk about things going forward make me more okay with it. And we'll get into that as we talk about it. So first two uh, were Alexa Bliss and it was Bianca Belair. Damn. Bianca Belair had a fucking showing, man. Bianca Belair looked strong. Eight eliminations, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, most eliminations out of any female wrestler. Tied. Tied for most eliminations. Uh she at one point eliminated everyone out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then the next person out after that was the woman who won the Royal Rumble match. And that was Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair looking exhausted in the corner of the ring. So, amazing facials, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking was like, God damn it. Is this ever going to end? It is just not getting easier. 
And she sold it. She sold it with the way she was looking in the ring and sold things from other people in the ring. <clears throat> they went at it. Bianca and Charlotte went at it for a while. And then finally, number 30 was Shayna Baszler who came out and also had eight eliminations. Shayna and Bianca Belair okay. uh, were tied with eight eliminations. But Shayna was last one eliminated by Charlotte Flair. And when this happened, again, I'll be very honest. I, I don't. I had to tell everyone. It's not that I'm. Up, I'm not upset. Charlotte won. I'm upset. Shayna lost. Charlotte didn't need, in my opinion, didn't need the Royal Rumble victory. Charlotte is Teflon. Charlotte is John Cena mm-hmm. right now. Right um, to the point where she's highly regarded, and I also agree with this. As the best athlete in WWE, man or woman, what she does in that ring, how she performs on the microphone, she is the best all-around performer in WWE. Are there people who might be a little bit better on the mic than her? Sure. Are there people that might be a little bit better in the ring than her? Sure. But are they better at both than her? I haven't found one. Are there better people in the sack than her? Sure. Well, no. We'll talk to Andrade about that. Okay. He knows. He's performed enhanced. <laughs> um, so, yes, I wasn't mad that Charlotte Flair won. I was mad Shayna Baszler lost because I was like, man, it should be Shayna Becky at Mania. Shayna wins. Shayna challenges Becky. That's what we need. Um, How did you feel when it first went out? We'll talk about the rumors in a second. But that match, tell me about how you felt about during that match and what you felt right when uh, Charlotte won. And I'm going to go grab a water because me fucking fake choking myself actually hurt my throat. Get it. (sighs) Well, I I really think that for me, it was one of the – well, I mean there's only been three women's Royal Rumbles. But it was the best women's Royal Rumble out of the three so far. I was mad that Charlotte – one number one because I had picked Shayna Baszler on my pro wrestling scorecard to win the Royal Rumble and it just made more sense. But two, like Mikey said, she didn't need the win. She doesn't need that win to get a title shot or or to move on in a in a storyline or or anything like that. Um, but yeah, overall, the best women's Royal Rumble yet. Um, Bianca Belair. Overall, for the whole show, MVP of the night. Um, really? You think so? <clears throat> yeah, if not, I mean, arguably the MVP of the night. She put on a great show. Uh, I think there was good storytelling throughout the whole thing. Beth Phoenix getting busted open and just she still went hard, man. And, like, I noticed her being busted open. I was like, damn, she's bleeding. And then a few minutes later, I was like, damn, she's bleeding good. And then later on, I was like, holy Fuck, her whole goddamn head is red. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah. All red, everything. Yeah. Still, even, even Marie's gimmick. Yeah, yeah, I, even Marie, yeah. I don't, yeah, like you said, <clears throat> Charlotte didn't need that win in, in, for any, in any stretch of the imagination. You still could have put her in a match at WrestleMania for the title, whatever, but. I think that over time you've been dropping hints about the four four horsewomen and then Shayna and her crew and and you've been dropping these subtle hints everywhere. It just made sense to put Shayna over at the end of the Rumble. Shayna and Becky, I mean, that match sells it fucking self. 
So here are the rumors coming out now. Uh, Colin says Brock was MVP. I might agree with Colin, and we'll go into that um, when we talk about the Men's Royal Rumble. So there's a lot of rumors right now. NXT is your only pay-per-view for WWE in February. Uh, I'm still trying to find out if that's part of the package that we have at B-Dubs because it's a Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, February 16th. Um, Man, that is a fucking busy day for me. Jesus. Well, I'm finding out if we have – if it's part of the pay-per-views, obviously we'll be there at B-Dubs watching it. But February has only one pay-per-view for WWE on a Sunday, and that is the NXT one. Then there's – I think Fastlane is March – and then you have April for WrestleMania. So there's no two WWE pay-per-views in between. They took that pay-per-view that you normally for NXT in front of Royal Rumble and they put it to the month after Royal Rumble and got it on a Sunday, which to me is great takeover. Takeover Portland. Sure, yeah. And and obviously it's been it's building up right now. You got Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley for that women's title mm-hmm. uh for the NXT championship. God Damn it. Um, Come on. And then Adam Cole is defending against Tomasa Ciampa. He's defending his NXT championship. It's so confusing now. (laughs) I don't know what anything is. But Charlotte won the Royal Rumble. And again, as I said, as Nick stated, it's not that we feel Charlotte doesn't deserve the accolade of winning the Royal Rumble. It just would have been better suited for Shayna. In my eyes at that time, and the reason I say at that time is because now the rumors are coming out that Charlotte's going to challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT champ, that NXT championship. I did that read she that holds. rumor. Now, if you're telling me that Charlotte comes and interrupts that match at NXT Portland on the 16th, stopping beyond because Bianca Belair, with all of her fucking momentum, shouldn't lose a championship match. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that we might get another triple threat women's match in Wrestle- at WrestleMania, and I say triple threat again because that would bring Bianca Belair into it, and it's Charlotte versus Rhea versus Bianca, or just Charlotte versus Rhea yeah. at WrestleMania, I love that Royal Rumble win. Yeah. Because sure. it also frees Becky up. Mm-hmm. And you can still get Becky versus Shayna and Bailey versus someone. I I I don't know where Bailey's going right now. I think her versus Sasha would work, but at the same time, I feel like Sasha's injury kind of fucked SmackDown's shit up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of up in the air. And I have full um positive thinking that they will figure it out within the coming months so it makes you want to watch it come Wrestlemania but Charlotte winning the Royal Rumble if it is to challenge Rhea Ripley for that NXT title I'm 100% sold good on you WWE Mm -hmm. that's a great win because you still Shayna if because think about it how does it what's more prestigious for that title that Charlotte, one of your top women, says, hey, I want you at WrestleMania. Versus Charlotte not winning the Rumble and then going to NXT 
and saying, we have unfinished business. Because there's a story there with her and Rhea. Mm -hmm. There was the Survivor Series stuff. There was all the lead up to it. There's a story with Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. So it's not even just like she just randomly is going for this. There's a story there. We said it. Becky versus uh, Charlotte, that story's kind of done. Becky, uh, Sh- Bailey versus Charlotte, story's kind of done. Uh-huh. I didn't want to see any of those. Right. But the story is not done with Rhea. And if you're taking your Royal Rumble win to go to fight Rhea, that makes that fucking title way better, way more prestigious, shoots it up the ranks mm-hmm. amazingly. It's the first time anyone's gone from the Royal Rumble to challenge someone in NXT. Well, and it goes against the grain. You yeah. are waiting for either a... WWE uh, Raw Women's or SmackDown Women's title, and then all of a sudden she picks NXT, and you're like, "Wait a minute, yeah, whoa," <clears throat> because Rhea Ripley, she that that's a bad bitch right there. Yes, sir. And NXT for me isn't developmental anymore. It hasn't I, been since it got yeah it made the USA debut yeah uh, for the two hour show. You can put that up against. I mean, you put that in a prime spot like Raw, I think more people need to watch NXT because mm-hmm. if they do, then they're going to see the difference and it's just going to explode. But yeah, man, Charlotte and fucking Rhea, I'll take it. Here's the other thing about that. A lot of people said Survivor Series was meant to put eyes on NXT so it would start beating AEW in the ratings. <clears throat> and so they're like, oh, that's the only reason that they're putting this over like this. And then you're going to have the fucking marks and the idiots and the haters and the people that find everything wrong with WWE but have no problem with a three count not being counted even though the shoulders <laughs> didn't get up off the mat. Um, saying that, oh, this is just another publicity stunt to get NXT over in the ratings. Sure, maybe. But at the same time, at least this time there's a full storyline involved. Yeah, it works. You know what I'm saying? There's There's something that has been leading from this because, <clears throat> you know, all the – all of the things leading up to that Survivor Series match, that Saudi show and everything like that, that led up out of necessity, out of out of um, all of the, you know, there was people weren't coming back from Saudi Arabia. We need a fucking show. We need a show. God damn it. What are we going to do? Vince, back to the corner, uh, puts on this great fucking show, right? So if you get Charlotte versus Rhea now, it's not just to make it look like we need better ratings in NXT to be AEW. It's, there's a storyline that has been built here since October 2019. Give me one second. Let me adjust the camera for you. I'll say it's cool. I don't need to be on camera. Yeah, you do. You are fucking gorgeous. So, Z. You make this show. Oh, you- thanks, guys. Finally getting the recognition <laughs> I deserve. <laughs> just want to make sure I can hear you. Um, we're talking about the women's Royal Rumble match. We're going match by match on the uh, Royal Rumble card. So you're talking about how the they purposely put all the NXT women in to build up the roster so it makes it look legit when when Charlotte challenges Rhea. That was what we're talking about. So it's but at the same time, if Charlotte winning, we said <clears throat> we weren't we weren't mad. Charlotte won. We're upset Shayna lost because at the time it was like when you're thinking about it right then, you're like, I don't want to see Charlotte Becky anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see Charlotte Bailey. You're not thinking Rhea at the time. Then the reports start dropping out the next day is, well, maybe Charlotte's kind of fight Rhea Ripley for that NXT championship. And then you're like, oh, Charlotte winning that Royal Rumble and fighting someone in NXT, one, elevates the fuck out of that title. And two – uh, makes it way more prestigious that Charlotte is the first ever winner of a Royal Rumble match to challenge someone in NXT. Yeah. So 
with an actual history behind it since October because Rhea and Charlotte have been getting into it. For, we're getting into it for a while. Well, not to mention, I mean, if you really think about it, there's really nothing left for Charlotte to do on the main roster right now. Right. She's, she's been through all of those women. She's won those titles 10 times. So it, make, it, may, it makes sense all around to have her go into NXT. But also there's been rumors that there's going to be some kind of shakeup where uh, one of those women's titles, whoever's holding them right now, so either Becky, Rhea, or Bailey, will not be holding said title come WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens. If anyone, it would be Bailey to drop it before Mania. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Well, they were talking about putting one of those titles on Baszler before Royal Rumble or before WrestleMania. One of the two main show titles, not the NXT title. That would be the Bailey one. Yeah. And then you would have Bailey versus Shayna. I mean, Be- Becky versus Shayna with both titles. The merge them? I don't fucking know. I don't want to see I, that I don't again. Know what, I'll be I don't very know. honest. I don't want to see that again. No, neither do I. I mean, if you, I, I love I Becky, I wouldn't Shana. mind merging the title for the main roster only because you have two titles right now, and you don't really seem to be doing much with either one of them. I mean, you've had Becky's held it for since Mania, since Mania. So we're going, on, we're going on a year, and she's finally turning heel because she's ran out of shit to do as a face. Her cockiness, and you, you know what I mean. She, right. She's. I wouldn't more. say it's heel. Yeah, they're they're a little more heelish and a little more egotistical than they were in the past. That I mean, that fucking promo that she cut after she beat Oscar, she was like, "I'm better than all of those dopes." Yeah, but, but she's always said but that. she's gone on social media and elevated it to another step. Where okay. she keeps referring to herself as the goat and shit like that. <clears throat> so I mean, it's very possible that, that jacket. Oh. She's turning. She's doing like a slight heel turn. Virtually just turning her persona up to an annoying amount, so in incense turns heel for maybe a returning Ronda Rousey to be like, "Hey, bitch, listen, my shoulders weren't down." We'll see. Um, next match. Speaking of the women's championships, <clears throat> Bailey defeated Lacey Evans in what I thought was Lacey Evans' best match on the roster uh, on the main roster since she's been up. Um, there's a lot of hate for Lacey Evans, right? A lot of hate. Um, Why? Because she, very, very honestly, she was very green when she first came up. Now, granted, she's gotten better. She's very. I, I will agree with that because she was doing good in NXT, but I do think they brought her up prematurely. Too fast. Yes. Yeah. They brought her up more for her mic work than her in-ring work. Yes. Mm. But at the same time was having her heavily featured in main event matches where your ring work needs to be better than what it was. Right. Yeah. Well, they, they needed – So you kind of fucking killed your – you're killing her, right? Because and, – and then you put her with Baron Corbin during Baron Corbin's go-away heat rather than heel heat. Mm-hmm. So Lacey had a lot of fucking uh, detractors, a lot of haters, and – I'll be very honest, some of it was deserved because there were some spots and some matches that were bad. But then you got her and Natty. And her and Natty, uh, Natalia is so underrated. Might she be fucking vanilla as fuck on the microphone? 
Yes. Is her character probably pretty fucking vanilla as well? In my eyes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that when that bitch gets in the ring, she doesn't go. This sounds very, very familiar. <laughs> uh, like a relative of hers. <laughs> <laughs> no. But she she gets in that fucking ring, man, and I and she elevated the fuck out of Lacey Evans. To the point where when Lacey Evans had this match, you saw, at, even though she lost, you were like, good on you, Lacey. That was a good fucking match. How did you feel, uh, Bailey versus Lacey, uh, Z? <clears throat> I liked it. I, I, again, like you, I was uh, impressed with the elevation of Lacey Evans, which, I, I mean, back to what you were talking about when she was brought up, maybe this was the reason they brought her up that quickly because they're like, okay, she's green now, but she, she's adaptable, so she'll mm. figure it out. And it, it seems like she like she is. Yeah. Uh, very much Alexa Bliss I've, to me. I've always had, I've always been a fan of Lacey Evans. <clears throat> um, more so, a respect for her, you know, service to mm-hmm. our country. Um, we loved her when we saw her in NXT shows yeah, that we've taken on, right? She- but NXT <clears throat> shows was, I, I always think, or not always think, but I'm pretty sure for maybe the past seven, eight years now. NXT has had the better women's division, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even when, it, you know, <clears throat> when everyone that's on the roster now was down there, it was better than the main roster. And I still, to this day, just think it's... Which way, is crazy. There's way more depth at talent mm-hmm. in NXT than there is on the main roster. Uh, I won't agree with that, only because of how much talent is on the main roster. The problem is, I will. I say that the women's division is better in NXT. I will fully agree with that, because it doesn't seem like they, the main roster is utilizing it properly. Like, well, you, we, like, granted, now Ember Moon's injured, you know what I'm saying, and you got some other injuries, but, like... Alexa and Alexa Bliss was injured and things like that. But anytime someone gets injured in NXT, someone out of nowhere looks amazing. Like, yeah. like after that. Well, well that, sometimes that's what I mean. So, the, the, yeah, the someone, depth. They, they can, it, they, it's interchangeable parts to where, like, every time a woman's gotten called up to the main roster, we have said it. Like, what are they going to do now? And then they blow us away with, you know, here come four new women who are just as good, just as amazing. You know what I mean? Like, so they have this recycling talent thing that their division, uh, even when it seems weak, ends up being better than mm. what everybody thinks it is. And, but that's and that's why I won't say that the depth is better. I'll say it's equal, but the problem is I don't. Th- I feel like Raw and SmackDown haven't figured out how to use that depth the, properly. The depth of untapped potential. Oh well, yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah, it's um, that's why the other ones but, on the main roster they've already been tapped. Well, it, kegs. Uh, yep, <laughs> waiting for that one. <laughs> they, but I check in on that one on the main <laughs> roster. They just. It's the problem is they have way too many stars. We're sidecasting. Go back to Lacey, Lacey Bailey. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Good good match. Loved it. I love Lacey. Nick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. Uh, You know, I I would definitely say that Lacey's improved a lot over the course of the last year. Mm -hmm. You could tell that. I wasn't familiar with her in NXT the way you guys were, but you could tell that she could definitely work in the ring. But she was just making some some mistakes here and there that made her green that made her you know just you know it didn't sit right with you but now psychology wise you mean like just even just in the ring just her botching things here and there and things just not looking 
polished. And, the, the problem you know, with a botch, though, is... Ooh, excuse me. Whoa. You, like, just because it looks like one person fucked up, it could have been the other person. Sure. That, you know what I mean? Like, it's give and take to where, you know, we've sat there a couple times and been like, oh, this person botched that move, and then... Orlando will come in here and be like, oh, no, actually, it wasn't her. It was mm-hmm. this. And we're like, oh, shit, didn't even think about that. Well, I like what you said, Z, that she's adaptable because now she's turning into this baby face where she's getting people on her side. And, and it seems like the crowd really likes she's her. She's a good baby face. Yeah. Like it's not- she's that mom. You know, she's <clears throat> relatable to these a lot of these women that, you know, not your everyday chick that watches WWE can be like, oh, my God, I, I can really relate to Alexa right, Bliss like or to Bailey or whatever. The mom that takes her kids to these live <clears throat> events and right. sees this mother who fought for our country and, and mm-hmm. the husband. You know what I mean? That's like, kind of opening a whole new door, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, I would have liked to have seen her win, but – and she's really good at both, though. It's not like yeah. she like excels as a heel and not as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Like it seems right now that she's very good with either one. Mm-hmm. The problem now is to evolve her as a babyface so this doesn't get stale. So right. like, you know what I mean. Like, and I think they can. I I think I, I'm sorry. I think she can. I think Lacey Evans is the type of performer that. Because again, we we said it. She was probably brought up more, more than likely. She was brought up because of her mic work and the backstory that they had for they could use for her. So you develop the things in the ring, but that means that her she has the ability to take what they give her and make it better. So I fully agree that they can help. She can help evolve herself with whatever they give her to and not be stale as a babyface, as long as they don't do what they've. They had a tendency to do before, and that's every fucking segment. I don't need to see you three times a night, especially right. on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all right seeing see a couple things twice a night. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, depending on the story. Right. Like, if, if it's a story build, finish, I'm all, yeah. Yeah, like, if it's just, hey, look, here I am again just with a stupid backstage segment, go the fuck away. Yeah, right. But they've been but doing better at that since the – a lot of those backstage segments are now turning into like brawls backstage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm granted it was like probably a work just going up to the rumble, but they'd be interviewing somebody and then you'd cut away and there's somebody brawling in the back. Right. So that's not that bad. Like I'll agree with that. Yeah, but again, that also means that it's that the whole thing isn't about them because you said it. You you go one thing to another thing, yep. so it's a transition rather than watching Corbin Again and again and again, which I have to be very honest. We I'm, keep going I, back to that. I'm a Corbin fan, but right no, now. yeah, we keep going back to that. But the, I'm referring to like that stuff with Seth and Corbin and Lacey and Becky when they yeah. were like, like that was the goal. It was just too much. You mm-hmm. saw all of them way too fucking. Yeah, it was part of the kill for Seth. Yeah, it was part of it was part of the kill for Seth. It was part of the kill of Corbin, and it was part of the kill of Lacey. Becky somehow was the only one that survived that, and it's probably because of her social media presence and how good she was on it. So. But they got away from that. You really haven't seen that since then. That's why that's – I'm not referring to anything Corbin now. I think everything Corbin now is amazing heel. Mm-hmm. I think Corbin right now is one of your better heels in WWE. I think he's the top heel. Oh, yeah, for right, sure. By, by far. Yeah. And, and the way he uh, – I'll, I'll give him number two. I'll give him top SmackDown heel. Who's top Raw heel? Seth. Nah. That, that, dude, not, uh, I fucking love Seth's heel heat right now. <laughs> I do, but and he's getting other people over the, in the middle of it. Okay, well, I mean, I, that's I mean that's the whole part of a good heel because that's what that's Corbin why is the best. That's why what Corbin does it better, I think. And getting he, heat. Here's why. Well, no, Seth Seth's <clears throat> not bad at getting heat, 
But Seth has a tendency, whether he's heel or a face, to take whatever he's doing and literally make nobody care about it. Like when he was on his baby face run, I was like, ooh, cool. And then a month later, I'm like, I'm bored of Seth Rollins. <laughs> I, and with yeah. with Corbin, I'm just like, this motherfucker. Like if I if I was a kid again, I would hate Corbin wholeheartedly. Like absolutely. You know what I mean? So you're saying are you kind of bored with Seth as a heel right now? Um, Not yet. But okay. it's, but but it's, it's, but it's getting there. Like, really? You know, yeah. I – this is the same shit he was doing when he turned on the shield. I mean, it's slightly a little. Um, it's a I little. call bullshit. This is the same thing that CM Punk was doing as the fucking uh, straight edge society. This is the That's same thing Jericho's <laughs> doing in AEW with the inner circle. Yeah. <laughs> Only WWE's doing it better. Like, I, I, That's. I mean. Yeah. That, that is the one thing about the the Wednesday Night Wars or the the new competition is WWE is doing what they did during the Attitude Era, like. Oh, they're doing this gimmick over here and it's over. We can do it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it I mean, it works. All right, next match. Um Universal Championship match. Uh the Blue Universal title was I'm sorry, I can't even call it the Blue Universal title now because that fucker comes out with his own face on this belt. Mm-hmm. Uh the Fiend defending against Daniel Bryan, he retained. Um <clears throat> my opinion, amazing fucking <clears throat> match. It was a show stealer. Um, if it wasn't for the fucking rumbles and the surprise entrance, this would have probably been my number one match because Daniel Bryan just, it, I mean, we said it before with Natalia, just goes, man. Just, it, you get in that ring and he will fucking make you look like a goddamn god. He's and the best Bray Wyatt's, wrestler on the roster. And Bray Wyatt's a good wrestler. We've never had a, there's not a single time that anyone on this show has ever <laughs> been like, man, Bray Wyatt is boring in the ring. No, there has been times where his gimmick was being was stupid, you know, like the lights and everything didn't make sense over that one WrestleMania, right? When he was taking on Randy Orton over the yeah. Yeah. thing, and they did the, the worms weird videos and shit. And yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that I, was but, a little. But on on the same note, it was something they've never done before. You right. know what I, I mean? Yeah. I, look, there's gambles it and misses, hokey, but, but yes, and that's what it was. You can say that sometimes the gimmick of Bray Wyatt before the Fiend was hokey. But every you, now but and you then. could tell, like you you could tell though that that was like. A creative decision, not a Bray Wyatt decision. You know what? I mean? Again, yes, but again, back to the point. We've never knocked him for his in-ring work. Not once have we ever said, "Wow, Bray Wyatt puts on a bad match." Yeah, but I used to talk shit about Husky Harris, but that's about it. <laughs> that's like that's like shit talking Lacey Evans when she first got called up. Huskers yeah. the pig. So I'm gonna chocolate. So. I think this was uh, possibly – could have been the, ma- the show stealer for the match, uh, for the pay-per-view. I loved the every point of it. match I've ever seen. Yeah. Dude, if you're filling out your pro wrestling scorecards, <laughs> we were all like <laughs> – I had like 18 or 19. Uh, Nick, what did you put out? 24. First? 24. Eight. What you, eight. <laughs> 50 fucking eight, man. <laughs> 58 strap hits. And it was like, Jesus. I, like, even I, Pro Wrestling Scorecards put out a tweet that said, did anybody get that right? No. I don't think anyone went that high. Yeah. If you gave me a plus 25, Daniel, maybe. <laughs> I um, would have got a point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean. How did you feel about the match? I liked it. But back to the scorecard real quick. Mm-hmm, okay. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty, I'm like, well, that makes sense because somebody just goes nuts and yeah. starts whipping the shit out of you. So eight was kind of a low ball number, but way low ball, jeez. Um, going into this match, I I made a couple of comments on our social media about, oh, hey, we get another gimmick match in the Royal Rumble, and in, you know, whatever. 
And I was kind of against it just because, like, in a stra- <clears throat> in a strap match, there's not much you can do. Or at least I thought <laughs> there wasn't much you could do. But, I mean, these guys went out, and they had a, a good wrestling match. They incorporated the strap many times. I mean, just – the match is great. Like you said, it's still the show. It uh for a gimmicky match, it it didn't feel like a gimmicky match and but it, it felt like a fucking 50, beat down. Fifty eight lashes, Cody take that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it, it was probably the best match on the card. Nick Well, it definitely was the best strap match I've ever seen. When I How first many strap matches have you seen, Nick? Um <laughs> It was fuck. It's not the best strap on I've ever seen. Four, oh, wait. four, <laughs> three. You only strapped two. it on four times. <laughs> oh wait a minute, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> well, um, but the fact 58. that the match went on for a while went on. It was closer to fifteen minutes, I think. It was one of the longer yeah, matches. A little longer than that. As a, yeah, as the fiend. Um, the fact that they did. Use it 54 times instead of just a handful here and a handful there, and the match ends quick. Um, they utilize the strap really good aside from beating each other with it. <laughs> just all kinds of things happen here. Smitty's like, uh, just not here, but thinking, I wish they utilized the strap on me. Mm. <laughs> Grinder, pro- Grinder profiles. <laughs> promo code strap at smittymeats.com. Um, yeah, it was a good match, though. And, uh, it was a little weird that they didn't use the red lights, but then I'm kind of thinking about it from a production standpoint. If you're at Minute Maid Park and you're, you know, sitting way up there, and if it's fucking red, yeah, you have the big screen, but it's but not like a it's not, not like, like a, a dome. Stadium. Stadium. Did you yeah. Z? Did you leave before the Fiend came out no. uh, at SmackDown when we were at SmackDown? No, I le- I left before the dark match that ended up not being a dark match. Oh, yeah, the New Year's Eve match. Yeah. Okay. Um, in person, the red lights weren't horrible. No, it's okay. not. It's very easy to watch. The way um, the way it translates through the camera digitally, though, does make – It I, makes it look bl- bloody. Like I, it bleeds into other yeah. things. I, I, Almost I, like, like I a 90s that. I hate filter. that with Raw. Like when the fucking Street Profits were on the other day and they had their all red suits on, I was mm-hmm. like – Someone needs to fix this. Like red is the only color that is horrid to look yep. at in HD anything. I have a really good TV with 4K. Yep. You know, like I've like I step and I still get on red. And I'm like gross, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I agree, but I think it was really bad because of that. Hell in a Cell was red as well. That's when it all, all started, yeah. like right? No so crit. then, yeah. So then, it, yeah, you were you're watching a basketball game in the hood. <laughs> and I can say that because I had one of those hoops. Yep, me too. <laughs> a couple tires, a pole, and a fucking. <laughs> yep, there you go. Um, so y- the red light they had blue for the pre-show. I just think they got rid of it because there was enough people bitching that they didn't like it. Yeah. Well, not I, Smitty brought up a good point while we were sitting watching it, and uh, he's like. Well, you're in an outdoor baseball stadium. How like you don't have the overhead lights, so it'd be like from the side and everything, which made sense. And then the fiend came out with his red entrance, and we're like, "Oh, it's going to be red." But I think part of the reason they didn't do it is 
you people might not have been able to see the strap. If you did it, you know what I mean. If right. you did it in red or whatever, either way, I'm okay with them not using it. I mean, if they want to, cool. Right. They give it. a I'm different okay feel. with both. I yeah. like the red. I know there's a lot of people that bitch about the red. I'm okay with the red, but I will say that many of us at that at that event thought Bray was losing. Because that red light wasn't there. Yeah. The whole thing was under the red light, he is unstoppable, unbeatable. Um, and now there wasn't a red light, and it made it look like maybe. I'm Well, that's good, but I'm telling you right now, the Fiend will not be the one to lose the title. It'll be the Mr. Rogers. Guy. Yeah. That's why I wanted fucking Bray to win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Bray versus the Fiend. Someone dressed up as the fiend and the fiend yeah. wins. You have Bo Dallas grow some dreads and shit. And they they were talking. They are talking about doing a Bray Wyatt versus the fiend to eventually kill off the fiend character or kill off the other character, right. one of the two. But they would have somebody about Bray's size, and they have to do it right. They can't do like the Undertaker versus the Undertaker, and <laughs> one's a foot shorter. <laughs> right, it yeah. doesn't work. Um, but they they want to do somebody about Bray's size. Give them the temporary like henna tattoos, mm-hmm. so it looks the same. And obviously, you got to have Bray Wyatt be Bray Wyatt. Right. You can't fake that one. But they're t- and then like give the guy dreads and shit. They could pull it off. And they- I think they could pull it off uh-huh. Dallas. As a matter of fact, I think if Bray lost some weight, and that's not, I'm not knocking Bray size, not but <laughs> right. But if he loses some more weight to be more like Dallas's size, mm-hmm. then I think it would totally translate better. I mean, hopefully he doesn't lose it in his legs. Because they're toothpicks as it is. <laughs> Next match that we're going to talk about is uh, probably the worst match on the card. Um, Becky Lynch versus Asuka mm-hmm. for the Raw Women's Championship. Me personally, man, I was bored that whole fucking too. match. It was a match that had so much build to it where you've seen the match last year at the Royal Rumble uh, where Becky and Asuka was really good even though Becky lost. Uh, it, you know, so when you're having, when you have a match that's so good and the next one is, uh, to me, a stink fest outside of the ending where she caught her before the mist came out and then quickly reversed into, put it into a submission to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like this was following Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. I was like, what the fuck is this? Nick, how did you feel? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I was bored and, there were some spots in there that were okay, and but you know you can't really follow. It, it always seems like they if they put on one good match like last year's Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. the following one while the story makes sense and it sounds good on paper, it just never lives up to the hype. And it's not, yeah. al- not always true. Not always, but you know, <laughs> like it just Rock versus Austin seventeen. All of them were great, <laughs> but like this is Becky Lynch and Oscar. This is nowhere near. That you know what I mean. It had potential though, uh, but I don't know. It was boring. Bottom line. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, uh, what I mean is like to in today's world, I'm not living in the past. Like you know, Rock Austin, like definitely, but like today, they can't pull that shit off anymore. They just it doesn't work. Right. To me, I mean, it does to an extent. And going back to another thing, Orlando used to say is. Wrestling's predetermined. You already know what's going to happen, but it doesn't mean like right. you. It doesn't mean they can't put a twist on it, and make it special. Predictability is fine as long as the way how you got yeah, there yeah, is exactly. entertaining. Um, and as far as Becky and Oscar, um, I mean, okay, real quick, at what you were just saying, Bray and Daniel Bryan. Did you think Bray Wyatt was losing that fucking belt? No, nope. 
predictability is okay. fine as long right. as the way you get there is entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that match was amazing. Yeah. No matter if Daniel Bryan lost. They made Daniel Bryan look like yeah. a cra- I mean, Daniel Bryan's a credible competitor for anybody. But it may, they made him look like he could go with The Fiend, and he did for and 13 made, minutes longer than anybody else. And they made you feel like it, at some point it even was possible Daniel Bryan could have won. Yeah. And that's all that matters because I, if I know, like you just said, if we know that this is how this is going to end, but at some point make me feel – Brock Le- fucking Lesnar, dude. When he took on Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, you know, all the short people. You, yep. Yeah, Finn Balor. You knew he was going to win. Mm-hmm. We, But at the same time, you still were like, oh, does Daniel Bryan get him? Oh, shit, is AJ going to get him? Yes. Oh, fuck, is Finn Balor. Why the fuck did Finn Balor not tap? Why did fucking Finn Balor tap out? You know, that's like stupid things at the end. But the match you knew how it was supposed to end was going to end. And at the same time made you think, well, maybe. Yeah, and that's all. Well, that especially yeah. with the Finn, where he hits his stomach in the corner, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, there's a," ch-. you know what yeah. I mean? Even yep. as an adult, you're like, "Wait a minute, wait uh-huh. a minute." <laughs> yeah. Um, Becky and Oscar, it was boring, but I mean, it wasn't a bad match. Just boring. Like, no, was, yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It, just... And you, part of the boredom may have just been where it fell on the card, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that was really bad, ex- especially when you had. You have good matches like Roman and Corbin, and you've had good matches like Daniel and fucking Bray, and you have both. You know what I mean? Like where it falls on the card, like maybe <clears throat> maybe that had to do with some of the boredom because I don't think it was a, a bad match. I mean, it was just a plain generic match. Um, Yeah, that's there, what it was. was my so my biggest issue it. with it is what happened after. So Asuka taps to Becky. And then Asuka taps to Charlotte on Friday. And it's like, oh, sweet. You built up Asuka, who's actually really a badass in the ring, and you were actually giving her a slight push. She didn't tap to Asuka. Asuka didn't tap to Charlotte. I swear to God I saw it on Friday. Didn't Kyrie Sane? No, she put it on on Asuka, and Asuka taps. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I I swear. Well, e- either way, yeah. <clears throat> they built Asuka up to the badass she was so she's supposed to be, and then they're kind of killing her off for the betterment of Becky Lynch or Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And it's You're same. talking about the Friday before the Rumble, right? No, I'm talking about this past Friday. I mean Monday. Yeah, sorry. That, I was that, like, that wait. Would, that would be the day. Monday. Sorry. They all run, they all the run together now. That I tap. And Charlotte wasn't on NXT this week, right? No. No, yeah. Charlotte Charlotte had her in the figure eight, and then Kyrie hit the elbow to break the hold. So Charlotte won. Asuka didn't tap. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I was like, man, no, the fuck she didn't. I know it. <laughs> she got her in the figure eight, and before she could tap, Kyrie I, I, She was in the figure eight. I left her when I came back, and the match was over. I just assumed. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's a little different. But still, you're having Asuka lose. And my other problem, and this doesn't really have anything to do with the Rumble, but is what was the point of making women's tag team championships if you don't utilize them at all? Ever. It's just – Okay. See, you, When do they utilize the men's tag team t- championships? What do you mean? When did they utilize them? When were they defended on any pay per view in the last uh, 
or when are you going? Wow, can't this? They're doing something with the men's tag match tag team titles. Uh well, with the men's tag titles, they at least is it rare? Is all I'm saying is it is it often enough to where you're like, man, this is a major part of the show? No, but okay. So if they're not if they're not even making the men's a major part, uh, I'm sorry. If they're if the men's are a barely part of the show and there's two of them. Well, hold on a minute. Okay, so the men's are are not spotlighted like other titles. And at times they are pushed aside, but they're at least if they're not defended on a pay-per-view, they're defended on TV. Like the women's ran, ran, aren't even fucking defended. They yeah, they I, I haven't it. even I haven't even seen a women when's the last time we've even seen a women's tag team match? That involved titles? Yeah. Not, uh, when Oscar and Kyrie won them. Oh, I'm sorry. No. And they defended them on NXT. Once, right? Yeah. Okay. And that was before they were live on TV, right? No. It was they were live. Were they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Either either way, they, they don't seem to do much with these. No, I'm agreeing with, with you. Which but, they should but drop saying, them on. Why, why do they do it when they're not going to utilize them? It's like, okay, but they're not, they don't even utilize the men's. But the, and they utilize this but, even but less. But the men's have like a lineage dating back to like when they actually used to care about the tag division. Whereas the women's, they just gave them tag titles like a year and a half ago and you're not doing anything with mm-hmm. it. So why even fucking bother? Because they're <laughs> progressive, man. Just- I ice. Like the the iconics held them for what? It's almost like Shinsuke Nakamura and his Intercontinental Title run. Well, we held them for two hundred days, but we only defended the title one time, and then we lost. I, yeah, I can't, I'm not arguing anything because there's nothing to argue. WWE hates tag champ. Cha- Vince hates tag teams. Always has. The only time the tag teams were a uh, spotlight was when it was the Dudleys, Matt Hardy, and Edge and Christian because you couldn't argue those matches. Those matches were some of the most entertaining matches for you, even you have, even before that. I think it was like the the DX the DX era when the New Age Outlaws like made the titles relevant. But then you would go into like Kane and X Pac and did, did DX did uh, the New Age Outlaws make the titles relevant or? Was it they were in just the most popular faction, so the titles were a big fucking thing? No, because they were they were a good tag team before they even joined DX. Right, but at the same time, those tag titles didn't mean shit. I think they, until I they, th- I believe they meant more then than they do now. Yeah, but so, I, I'll I'll argue that it was because they joined that faction. That that titles shot up. Well, and the, I will say that in the if late eighties, early nineties, <clears throat> there was like a. A pattern. For example, the Hart Foundation won the tag titles, and they had a little run with them. And it's not, and it was normally Mania to Mania, mm-hmm. um, then mid card, then upper card, then right. So back in the day, although it may have not have been featured as much as you know other titles or other matches, it was still a stepping stone. It still meant something to be a tag team champion. Now it's just oh hey, we're gonna put Seth and Buddy together and. I mean, yeah, you're showcasing your title, but you're not doing it. They did that back then too. But but the problem is you're showcasing the title, not the division. So it doesn't matter. Like you, you can have the the title on TV with Seth and Buddy, 
every fucking week and you know everyone's going to be oh well at least it's on TV now but you're not doing anything with the division so what the fuck does it matter well they were on every week with the fucking uh don't worry I'll wait the Viking Raiders too against jobbers which was dumb like again doesn't help the division helps the title not the division not arguing that what the fuck oh oh yeah Sorry, I just saw the NXT Tag Team Championship, and they were beautiful. Um, <clears throat> Men's Royal Rumble match. Fucking beautiful. Let me ask you a question, Z. Let me give you an answer, Mikey. Whew, that's all I was hoping for. Good job, boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nick Nick said before you got here that Bianca Belair was the MVP of the Royal Rumble. Arguably. Arguably the MVP but of, there the was enti- a, of the there entire was, there Royal was Rumble. was an MVP in the other Rumble, though. Oh. Colin then commented after that and said Brock Lesnar is the MVP of the Royal Rumble. 100%. Do you agree with that? I 100% agree with Colin. I will fully agree with him too. So let me let's 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 have a conversation about why Brock Lesnar is the reason that that Royal Rumble match was as fucking good as it was. Okay, let me say this. For women, Bianca Belair. <laughs> <laughs> For the women, Bianca Belair. I won't argue that. Um <laughs> Brock because Lesnar Because you can't argue what you're about to say. Brock Lesnar enters that match at number 1. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar is the most dominant man in WWE. He is the most believable dominant man because of his MMA history. And his psychological prowess in the ring to make everything make sense. He should have done what he did in that ring. Why? Because he's done it to everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Daniel Bryan. Six minute match, but he beat, you know took some hits, beat the shit out of him. One, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, he's all Goldberg, Kofi Gold, Kingston, yeah. Seth Rollins, John Cena. Right, like, he has gone through everyone. So you're telling me that number two in the Royal Rumble, Elias, should have lasted until the next guy came out? No, nope. no. You're telling me that Robert Roode should have lasted until the next guy came out? Nope, nope. John Morrison. Eric Rowan should have lasted until the next guy came out. No. I agree with you, no. But at the same time, Rowan is big enough to be believable. Like, Brock's already gone through seven people. He's a little tired. So if Eric Rowan were to stay in a little bit longer, it would have been believable. At the same time, Eric Rowan and Biggie got eliminated the exact same way. Going for an offensive move, the minute they turn around, Brock's already there, not taking him over the ring, over the ropes because they went to the ropes, mm-hmm. not Brock overpowering him and putting right. him out in the ropes. They went to the ropes themselves, and Brock just caught him with a real quickness. So then Kofi Kingston comes out, and the crowd explodes. And let me be very honest, we said it, I said it last week. If Kofi was the one who eliminate Brock. Would that help me in that fucking four-second squash match make me feel like he's had some sort of comeuppance for that? Yeah, it would have. Do I feel like he was shit on even more by being eliminated the way he was? Nope. nope. Kofi lasted longer against Brock Lesnar than anyone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Kofi was the longest lasting person against Brock Lesnar in long, that it match. Lo- it was longer than his <clears throat> fucking title defense. Kofi <laughs> Kofi lasted 22 Brock Kofi matches against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that is solid math right there. <laughs> that is a great statistic. Kofi Kingston came out, gave Brock Lesnar some moves. Then another guy came out, Rey Mysterio, another one who has history with Brock Lesnar. So then Kofi and fucking Rey Mysterio are teaming up on Brock Lesnar, not letting up. Then Big E comes out, and now it's a triple. All three guys laying in on Brock Lesnar, taking him off his feet. Then all of a sudden, they stop. And and Big E goes, I'm going to get on all fours. Rey, go at him. You send the smallest guy after the biggest dude in that ring who has had about five, ten seconds to recover. Brock Lesnar's an MMA fighter. Five, ten seconds to recover is all you fucking need in that corner to come back out and knock someone the fuck out in one shot, mm-hmm. right? Brock Lesnar caught Ray Mysterio, threw him over the fucking rope. Then used Big E to catapult himself off and blast Kofi Kingston. Then Big E says, fuck it, I got to build up some momentum. Hits the ropes, Brock's already there. Boom, you're over the ropes. F5 to Kofi Kingston and he's out of the ring. Kofi Kingston lasted longer than anyone else against Brock Lesnar and I thought it was fine. Yep. It was okay. Then it's still building up. More people are getting eliminated. And then Keith motherfucking Lee. What does Brock Lesnar do? The camera cuts to Brock and he's looking at Paul Heyman going, Who? Who's Who's this big motherfucker? Brock Lesnar. Keith Lee didn't even hit hit the ring yet. And Brock Lesnar's putting Keith Lee over. Brock Lesnar is making Keith Lee look like a fucking god just by saying, Who? Who's this big motherfucker? Because you believed it. Brock Lesnar impressed by you? Oh, and then they yeah. do then they do the the face to face and they're like the same size, only right. Keith Keith Lee's a little bit wider. Like. Right. And the fucking crowd is going nuts. Keith Lee puts Brock Lesnar on his ass by himself. Didn't need anyone else to come in that ring to do it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden Keith Lee looks more credible. Yep. Right? Then Braun Strowman comes out and they're going at Brock Lesnar. They knock Brock Lesnar down. Then Keith Lee and Braun Strowman start going at, at each other. By what does ropes. Brock Lesnar do? <clears throat> Boom. Bye. You ain't paying attention to me. I'm going to fuck you up just like I did everyone else. Folks, it was beautiful. And then the exact same thing that Brock Lesnar did to everyone else was done to Brock Lesnar. You're not paying attention to me. Ricochet. Boom. Low blow. Claymore kick. Sold <laughs> the, the shit yeah. out of you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He Fucking did. took it like a champ. He didn't put his hands up. He no. didn't block it. He was like, boom. Yep. Falls out of the ring, right? Drew McIntyre eliminates more people and is still looking down at Brock Lesnar on the outside of the ring. Tell me that if anyone else sold that Claymore for three minutes, it would have meant as much as when Brock Lesnar nope. did it for Drew Ab- McIntyre. Absolutely fucking not. That fucking place popped harder for the elimination of Brock Lesnar than the <laughs> surprise return of Edge. Look at it. Edge okay, Oh, yeah. But, 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 hold on. See, the surprise return of Edge... Wasn't really a surprise. We all kind of knew. Kind of, but you kind didn't know. Knew. Right. But again, all I'm, all I'm saying is, regardless, it's Edge back for nine years. And that fucking place jumped when Brock went over that rope. Yep. I'm not saying it didn't fucking jump when Edge came out, because it was hot. That was amazing. But Brock Lesnar's build in that ring for those 16 competitors because Drew came out in number 16 and eliminated him. It, it, it's perfect, though, because, I mean, he eliminates 13 people and then gets eliminated by Drew McIntyre. So some <clears throat> some critics were like, oh, this is boring, blah, blah, blah. 
<clears throat> I thought it was great. One well, like I thought, guys, it was, I thought it was a one storytelling <clears throat> on how to get a guy over. Well, and it's like you guys said before, you, you got to look a little deeper than just the fact that it's Brock Lesnar in the ring throwing people out. It's the fact that he is who he is. He's throwing out guys that he should destroy. And while it's predictable, the storytelling aspect of it was great. And then look who eliminated him in the fashion he did. The winner of the fucking Royal Rumble eliminated him. I was going to say that's the one thing we were all right about is we when we were talking about it two weeks prior to the Rumble and when Brock announced, it's like, okay, well, if Brock wins it, that's believable, especially if you do it one opponent at a time. Um, but also, whoever eliminates Brock is going to win the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. because then they're going to face Brock at WrestleMania. Which, even going forward with this, the, the for opening segment on Raw, Drew coming out and being like, I'm not going to make you wait. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm challenging Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Like, sweet. We got that out of the way. Now we can do the build for it. Yeah. Well, and that shit doesn't bother me when he throws out all these guys one at a time because while there's a story in each one of them, it's a short story, but it's not like somebody just coming and he grabs him and he fucking throws him. Like, I remember Diesel in one of these Royal Rumbles one year, just somebody would fucking come down and he'd throw him over the ropes. And, like, it, it, that shit's boring. But Brock Lesnar, again, you know, with Shelton Benjamin in the ring, and they're explaining the history. <laughs> that was good. And that was look, a good spot. You know, and again, for a second, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe Shelton's got his back, and then nope, you know, here it comes, and Brock fucking chucks him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful. I, without Brock Lesnar in that Royal Rumble, it doesn't make Drew McIntyre look as good. Drew McIntyre doesn't hit godlike status. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it last week, and I said I didn't want Drew to win the Royal Rumble because if Drew won, that means he's probably going to job out to fucking Lesnar at WrestleMania, and because of that, you're going to get Braun Strowman 2.0, and I don't want to see that. The way Brock sold Drew McIntyre, the way he was like, you better fucking win at when he was walking away from that match made me feel that it's possible Brock's going to do the job for Drew. He is going to fucking lay down for Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I think it's possible. And if that's the case, look at what WWE did at this Royal Rumble. They made the future shine. Look how good people looked. Another person that that was the whole that's yeah. always been the point of the Royal Rumble, and they have been and they have missed it for the past few years. Well, yeah, because they, they're more. They made you think they did it with Asuka and Shinsuke winning. No, this time it, they're like, you know what we've. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's let's not showcase because they said that both of those rumble matches were written rewritten an hour before the show. Oh wow! Yeah, originally Roman Reigns was supposed to go over. Yeah. Like Drew was supposed gonna eliminate Brock, but but lose. I thought that but it was story, gonna come down to Roman and Drew. And yeah, and then yeah, other way around. Uh, well, that's and Shayna of- was supposed to win the women's. No shit. Yeah. So that and it was all rewritten an hour before. And look, the with the final four that you had in the men's rumble, Randy Edge. Roman, Drew. Yeah, I never would have guessed Edge. Well, I I would have guessed Edge if Edge was number thirty. Right. Well, I think like what number twenty one it was. Twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I would have thought, yeah, he'd have a nice showing, but I never would have thought he was going to be the final four. But it also definitely set up for the future, and that was smart. Well, say set you up a well, and more so on Raw, but it, it set you up Orton versus Edge at Mania. Solidify that at the end mm-hmm. of Raw. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Which we'll get into. 
Um, so they get the final four, right? Edge eliminates Orton. You can't have Drew eliminate Edge. You can't. Roman then, has to. Roman, because then, yeah, yeah you, you've, you've, any, any pop you just had for Drew is gone the minute he eliminates the fucking dude who just returned for nine years that Correct. everyone is fucking coming in their pants to see. <laughs> we know this because Walt did it twice. Yep. And then he almost died. <laughs> Twice, three times. <laughs> well, the, the third was he was on the precipice well, of a well, third. The first one and was then like almost fell out of a window. Longest orgasm of my life. When he jumped up on the shuffleboard table, I really thought he was going to fall yeah. out of the window. Could you imagine Walt? Oh, I don't know if we're, but just imagine like going through that window, like, well, Edge killed a guy. <laughs> Much of his adrenaline that was running through Walt, he probably would have popped right up from the cement run back upstairs and did yeah. another lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new ice bucket challenge. <laughs> so Edge had to get eliminated by somebody that wasn't Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns can take that heat because even though, and then when Roman lost to Drew, it got a bigger pop for Drew mm-hmm. because you just eliminated the guy that eliminated Edge. Roman's kind of Teflon now to the point where. It's, if you want to put him in a match against Bray at fucking WrestleMania, I'm okay with it as long as Roman doesn't win, right? Like, don't – you already just really fucked Bray with that Seth Rollins match. Now you're on a momentum build with him. Keep it. Yeah. I, um, I kind of like what they're doing with Roman and the Usos right now. Like, kind of stick with that. Like, they kind of like they do with o- – are AJ and the OC. Like, they're a little faction. They do kind of their own thing, but every now and then they come they together. And come, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like WWE trying to stick it to the elite. Like, oh, we can do this three-man thing better than you guys can. <laughs> no, I, I really, like, I honestly, like, I really believe that. And I think that's why we're getting AJ and the OC. And, I mean, we could do AJ and the OC versus Roman and... The Usos at WrestleMania, the kickoff show, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, There's different things you can do with that. Roman's at a point where for the first time since The Shield, Roman is organically over. Don't mm-hmm. try to push him too far too fast again so everybody hates him. Just let it happen naturally. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I was glad he didn't win the Rumble because yeah. that would have been, again, trying to cram it down our throats too fast. Yes. Agreed. There's not easing it in. There's no lube. No lube. I do, I do like the fact that whoever eliminated Lesnar won the Rumble. Even, yes. even if it wasn't Drew and it was somebody now, there, else. I was talking with Daniel from Pro Wrestling Scorecards, and he felt that Drew winning it was kind of a waste because you already had the main event set up with um, – Drew eliminating Brock. Should a SmackDown guy, even if it wasn't Roman, have won then? In in your eyes, I know you said you like the fact, but that it Drew- doesn't. But it doesn't matter because whether you're a Raw or SmackDown superstar, you get to pick what title you want to go for. Okay, so you essentially could have done, you know, maybe AJ Styles. And that- this conversation, Alistair Black was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. That would have been sweet. Yeah, I would have been. But okay he was supposed to go take on Brock. 
Yeah, you no, want it, you, yeah. yeah, and that, yeah, there you oh, go, man. there you go. It's the although, same. although that could make for an interesting match if they did it right, right. But do you see Alistair winning that one in any way, shape, or form? I don't know, but I'd like to see Rock sell a black mass. It'd take like six of them, but I mean, yeah, but again, I. I'd rather see that match when I know that it's a 50-50 possibility of either one of them winning. I was going to say, yeah, you definitely got to build Aleister Black more. Yeah. I, I think you definitely got to go through a year of him just, like, going through the roster and then. Now him versus The Fiend. Brock and The Fiend? No. Black. See, the problem oh, with that is I, like, I'm very selective of who I want to see wrestle The Fiend only because, like, it's like wrestling The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Unless you're a select few people, you're going to lose. But Still a big, big match, and whatnot. I think putting Black against the Fiend has Black a better chance of winning than, and I, and I don't think that kills the Fiend character. Then, like right now, let's be very. But what does it do, Roman? For, Roman what does losing to the Fiend do for Alistair Black? It does, but okay, losing to the Fiend in losing to the Fiend versus losing to Brock Lesnar. Losing to Brock Lesnar, you, you're just once again okay. These are people being fed to Brock, Brock Lesnar. But now it's just, Lu- you're being fed to the fiend. But Lu- the fiend is still a new, fresh gimmick, so it's it's not gonna kill you if you lose to the fiend. You can come back and fight. Like okay, but you <clears throat> but still you. I mean, what they've been doing is everybody that loses to the fiend changes in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan went from heel to face. South Rollins went from face to heel. Um, but there is a pattern here where everybody has changed in some way, shape, or form after going at it with The Fiend. So just Aleister Black versus The Fiend, especially with the way things are going with The Fiend right now, clearly he's not he's not going over The Fiend. So what does losing to The Fiend He goes do? back to his NXT character where he doesn't talk and he just goes and kicks ass. Okay, but that, that loss still hurt. I don't think it hurts him at all. I, I think. I, I think, mean, it also depends on length of match and. I think. The can, match. I, I think that. I think that loss could elevate him more than a loss to Brock. But Lesnar. also, is Alistair? I. I huge Alistair Blackmark. Huge. Like he's probably my next favorite wrestler. Yeah. Come up, it's. But. I don't think he's at, that status right now. I think wouldn't but, the, wouldn't winning the Royal Rumble put him at that status? But he didn't. But that's what I'm saying. This was all I'm talking. This is post winning the Royal Rumble. This was the conversation that Alistair Black was a person to win the Royal Rumble. I think it would have it would have been unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's who's knocking at my door, and then you I'm know, so he's, glad he went past that on Raw. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, then, but now he's knocking on other people's doors, which. I mean, at that point, you could have set up him and the fiend. He goes and finds the fiend yeah. in the boiler room somewhere and gets the man of the I like club. boiler rooms. You were saying, Nick? I, I definitely think that the royal, if winning the royal rumble would have, uh, it would have put him up there, and it would have been unexpected, and you know, not something that people. I would have done the edge run like Walt did. Yeah, it, it would have been would have been very exciting. And then, yeah, like I said, him. Although he needs a a gear change because that green color is ugly as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of talk as well that because of. My bad. You never even turned down. You never even turned down. My bad. (laughs) 
Is this the best Royal Rumble in history, Nick? No. Okay. Z. No. Thank God. <laughs> the best one in the past 10 years? 10 years. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Best one. I, I mean, I'm not even. Okay. Best Royal Rumble match. No. No? Which one do you think is the best? Um, Me being biased? Always. <clears throat> Nin- 95. Sean okay. comes in at number one and is the first person to ever win it from the number one spot. Okay. That number, uh, no, one no, number two would be 92, Flair, winning it all. Again, first. Then 94, because it's the first time two competitors were eliminated at the same time and touched the floor with uh, Lex Luger. And, you know, like my, my, my top five are a bunch of firsts. Right. So with this, I mean, this one's definitely maybe my top five, definitely in my top 10. Mm-hmm. So. I, really, I mean, it's up there. I enjoyed when Sean won and he dumped the bulldog over because Sean was hanging out of the ropes and his like one foot kind of grazed yeah. underneath, mm-hmm. and they they thought maybe his feet were touching, and you know that was to me that was the first time I could remember that right. happening. So that is the first time that ever yeah. happened. Yeah, one of his feet touched the ground, and bulldog celebrating. He comes up, yep. hits him with a forearm in the back. He tumbles over, and yep. Sean wins from the number one spot. Which I mean, I'd, at at the time before that, it was. Flair winning it from the number three spot yeah. was mm-hmm. the closest anyone's come to being, you know, mm-hmm. being in the Rumble the entire time. And then, I mean, obviously, 96 is on my list just because, again, Sean comes in at like 15, wins the whole thing, and then goes on, and we have the Iron Man match at WrestleMania yeah. 12. So I will say without a shadow of the doubt that this Royal Rumble – is one of the best pay-per-views WWE has put on in a long time. Yep. It is definitely outside of WrestleMania last year, the best one in the last year. Who the fuck would think that in 2020 we'd be like, "Wow. The last two good pay-per-views were Royal Rumble and Survivor Series." <laughs> <laughs> Big 4, man, they're going at it. Um you know, as I said at the beginning of the show, in 2019, WWE put on a bunch of good pay-per-views. One shitty one, one great one. Well, what shitty one? TLC. Oh, you guys thought that was shitty? You didn't think like Hell in a Cell was shitty? No, TLC. Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell was a great pay- – was a good pay-per-view with, with a, a shitty shit ending. ending. Yeah. TLC was just meh throughout – and yeah, it like what, remember it they, hit that crescendo of Buddy and Alistair, uh, they, and then every match after just sucked worse. They need to get rid of TLC as a full pay per view and just randomly use it as, as a gimmick as match a, again. A, yep, uh-huh. yeah, I agree. Um, but again, so WWE in 2019 put on a bunch of good pay per views. Nothing spectacular. N- nothing. There have been there was really good ones. Survivor Series was really good. You know, WrestleMania was great. Uh, every other one was good. WWE kicked off 2020 putting on a great pay-per-view. Yep. And hopefully do the same thing continuously. Now we had 17 pay-per-views in the month of January. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Rumble is by far the best one. I think then hard times. Hard times. I gonna, I mean, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you yeah. because I I came we Nick we talked about this last week. What was the better showing between Worlds Collide and Hard Times? You said Worlds Collide, I said Hard Times, and I will fully say 
that, yes, Wrestle Kingdom was good. I don't look at Worlds Collide like a fucking pay-per-view, though. Worlds Collide was just a, a network exclusive. Right. But again, it's – It wasn't a takeover. You know, like I, I look at TakeOver <laughs> as NXT's pay-per-view. It's the Worlds Collide shit is just some shit they started at Access over WrestleMania and they're like, oh, well, we can do this again. Which also now makes me okay with it. Especially if they're doing it more often. No, because now you get the NXT Sunday pay per view in mm-hmm. February. Yeah, that's they're pulling <clears throat> away from doing the takeover before. But it also is no longer you get Royal Rumble one pay per view, then WrestleMania. Yep, that's how it used to be. Didn't over convolute shit. Well, I mean, those you, two pay per views <clears throat> in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania were starting to if fucking you make get everything real horrible. Technical, it used to just go Rumble Mania. That's super old school. But once they started doing the monthly pay-per-views. Yeah, it was Rumble, one pay-per-view. But that was also, you also got to remember, WrestleMania used to be in like late March. So it was a February pay-per-view, then WrestleMania. Now that it's in like the first weekend in April, they try and squeeze another March pay-per-view and it's like, why? Yeah. You have all this time to build up for your 18 fucking matches. Like, use it. And that's what we used to say. Just so much. There's way too much for the WWE. And now... They're getting away from it and showcasing NXT in it right now. Yeah, I was going to say, they can get rid of the February pay-per-view for the main roster. They already did. That's what I'm saying. They did it. There's no February That's I just said that. Oh. NXT is February. WWE is March. And then you got Mania. Oh, see, they should just get rid of the WWE. WWE should get rid of a main roster pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania. They did. You just said there's one in March. Yeah, there's used to be two. They got rid of one. Yeah, but they should get rid of both. Is Why? what I'm saying. Because then you just You build. have two brands. You can't get rid of one. You, easily. You just have a random network. There used to be great. The fucking one pay-per-view in between would sometimes change the Royal Rumble. Well, it used to be the Elimination Chamber, and it used to change. And now you said it's Fastlane this year, right? I think it's Fastlane this year. I think that's what Yeah, it used on. to be so the they Chamber. they just mixed Elimination Chamber this year. No, they'll just probably throw it somewhere else. Later. After and that's what they've been doing is, well, they stopped doing it for a while, and then randomly it's like, oh, Well, hey, last year February. is before Mania. It's how Kofi got involved. Yep. Yeah, so, again, TakeOver Portland's February 16th. Uh, there's the fucking Saudi show, which doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. February 27th. They're trying to make uh, it matter. I'm sorry, it's not fat. <laughs> it is Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber is okay. March 8th. And yeah, because that always throws that always has potential to throw a wrench in whatever we think the WrestleMania plan is. Right? When, when is that? March what? Eighth. So a full a month, month before. before yeah. Mania. Which again, okay. I'm all right with it. Right? It's you got enough time. You're not like fucking rushing and making things look mm-hmm. stupid. Um, and you're showcasing NXT on a Sunday. I'm okay with all that. But. It depends how they do the Elimination Chamber. Is it going to be like three guys from Raw and three guys from SmackDown, or are we going to have separate Raw and SmackDown? Let's get NXT involved, 2-2-2. Two, two two. Is this how the fi- – oh, the Fiend in a, in a chamber match. Mm. I like that. Maybe. Or maybe you see a number one contender for the SmackDown because someone already has for Raw. Elimination Chamber to get the number one contender. That's true. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of Raw – basically the ending of it and uh, a couple things on SmackDown. Like Braun Strowman winning a hubcap. <laughs> you just hate that title because I fucking weird. hate it yeah, so much. It. No, you I know what it, it looks like? It looks it. like those fucking plastic hubcaps you used to buy and put on your fucking car to make no. it look nicer. It's beautiful. Fuck you. That it is not beautiful. <laughs> that title is pretty. 
No, it looks like a fucking hubcap. It looks like one of those fake spinner hubcaps. That no, that was the old WWE championship. <laughs> no, this United one States cha- that was actually the old United States championship. If you want to talk about a spinner hubcap, that's the United States championship was a straight huge circle <laughs> that spun. <laughs> that's what a spinner hubcap is. Are you looking up the title? No, I'm looking up exactly what I think it looks like. <laughs> uh, on Raw, they fucking – I dude, I hated Raw for like the first hour. And it wasn't for anything that was going on in the fucking show. The – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the U.S. title. <laughs> it's a silver circle. <laughs> fuck you. Exactly what it fucking looks like too. Um so I hated the first hour, hour and a half of Raw, and it wasn't because of anything that was going on. It was because every time they played the fucking footage of Edge returning at the Rumble, it made me think Edge was coming out right then. And I was like, God damn it! You teased me, you fucking dicks. And um, keep you watching for the whole three hours. I'm all right that it was the main event, right? It should have been the main event, but it was just it was the way the fucking uh, clip started just made you think you were watching a live live footage until you realized, nope, that's the Royal Rumble fucking again. God damn it! <laughs> and again, that's not that's not even like a real fucking hate of the show. I thought Raw was really good. I thought uh, a lot of the things involved in Raw were spectacular, and the ending was the best because you had edge come out talking about how it happened, how he got back. And he said he had a second neck surgery and uh, the what ifs and stuff like that. And how he played into his promo of retirement promo where he was like, and now I'm going to come back and I'm going to end things on my terms. Yep. A lot of talk, a lot of conversation about edges contract. There's some people saying that he's scheduled for five matches a year. It's three, three three per year, Uh, $3 million, three matches per year, 25 appearances. I've heard different things on the matches. I've heard three. I've heard five. Um, The 25 appearances have always been the same. And um, the, but the 25 appearances is why it makes me think like maybe there is five matches Uh because 25 appearances for three matches like with a true build for any pay-per-view, right? You got about a month. So 25 appearances would be 12 because about a month is four, you know, and uh, 25 appearances and three matches. So that's 28, right? It seems to make more sense well, if you build go to the mania, you're going to get your bulk of those. You get a month between Elimination Chamber and. Yeah, but I'm talking from now. Until Mania, he can appear and not wrestle. And right. I mean, that's going to knock out a lot of that 25. Well, now are they going to consider Rumble to be one of his matches? Not as yeah, Rumble's one of his, more, yeah. Rumble is one the, of his yeah, matches. Yeah, this is but one of the the three or five. I still feel like the 25 is a little high for three matches. Mm-hmm. It, it, so I'm hoping it's the five matches because at the same time, dude, that could give me something at SummerSlam. That could give me something at fucking uh, Survivor Series. That could give me something at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I was going to say Money in, the bank. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Right? So like, there's one. I would, I would love, yeah. SummerSlam Mania, <clears throat> and not necessarily Rumble every year. I mean, that's right. just his return. But then you have, I mean, you either have, you either have him at the Big Five mm-hmm. or you have him at Guaranteed WrestleMania, mm-hmm. Guaranteed SummerSlam, and then a random one in between. My hope is within this three years, Edge wins that money in the bank and cashes in and becomes the fucking champion. Well, yeah. 
I would love uh, just like Daniel Bryan got another title run when he first came back. I would love to see Edge get a good another good title run, another top title run. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. He needs. The, um. He needs so the, the end of Raw. Excuse me. At the end of Raw, I saw Edge come out and explained everything. Then Randy comes out. Randy's all happy for his friend. He looks at him and goes, what do you think about bringing Rated RKO back? Now, let me be very honest. I wanted Rated RKO back. Yeah, to go against Seth and Buddy? That no. Would been, that would have been good. I wanted Rated RKO to go against the OC at WrestleMania. Okay. Because they eliminated him at the same time in the Royal Rumble. I felt it was a good setup. It was there. Okay, There's okay. a partial story there. And then the reason they lose is because all of a sudden Edge catches an RKO and then you get rated, you get Edge and RK and Randy Orton at SummerSlam. I would have loved that as a set because one, you're not rushing Edge too much into wrestling, right? You have him in a tag match at the biggest fucking uh, show of the year. So it's not overwhelming for him. He doesn't have to get it. He can steadily get into ring shape. And then you get a singles match at SummerSlam where the dude has been building up for almost a year now for proper ring shape. But at the same time, I'm not mad. Proper ring shape. The motherfucker had more abs coming out at there's almost a huge, 50 years old. There's a huge I know. fucking difference. Yeah, the cardio is different. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, I don't even remember Edge having that many abs when he was. Never had him. Never had him. But again, so that's why I would have liked to see that because then you have time to get into ring shape. Mm-hmm. All right. Edge obviously looks great. So Randy then turns and fucking hits him with the RKO. And then blasts him with a fucking chair. And then sets the chair around his neck I and goes to the corner. I was to turn this <clears throat> off or turn it down. And I'm like, no, no, hold on a minute. He's about to put the chair around his neck. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and then Randy fucking climbs the ropes, the turnbuckle, and he pauses. Moment of sympathy. And he comes back down. And what you thought was a moment of sympathy was really just a moment of mockery. Because he goes and he gets another chair. And he slides the one chair under Edge's head. And then proceeds to hit a one-man concerto on Edge. Oh, I came so hard. I came. I think I came harder than Walt. Damn, that's a bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> I've never came so much for brain injuries before. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Anything involving brain makes me come. <laughs> when cranium meets metal, it's, <laughs> it's so metal. <laughs> it's like on on demand. <laughs> You're being screamed at to turn it down. So Allie was trying to go to bed, mm-hmm. and it's the Edge promo. So I'm like, it was literally like I look at the thing. I'm like, there's 12 minutes. Like, relax. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, two minutes go by. You please turn it on. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, in a minute. Hold on. And I'm like sitting at the foot of the bed. TV's up to like 25, which in our room, it just fucking loud as fuck. (laughs) She's like, you're sitting two feet from the TV. Do you really need it that loud? Yes, I do. All right. Hold on. (laughs) All right. He's going to put the chair on his neck. No, he's not. He's putting the chair on the neck. Who is this guy? This is Edge. Well, well, who is he? He's an older guy. No, I'm talking (laughs) her to shush. Um... And I'm like, oh, he came down. She's like, so it's over? I go, no, it's not. I go, he's probably going to go grab another chair. Yep, here he goes. He's grabbing another chair. And wham. She's like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. I go, now it's over, though. I can turn it down. (laughs) But yeah, it was like solid last five minutes. I just want to go to bed. Turn it off. I always turn it off. when I'm like, I need Five fucking minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on. And then, it, and then I'll turn it off. It would be fine. But yeah, I was basically, I called everything that happened in that promo 
like 10 seconds before it happened. I mean, the RKO was a given, mm-hmm. but I thought he was going to pull the fucking Austin Pillman. Didn't. Then he went for the concerto. And now does like Christian come back? You would have to think. Because it was a concerto. But yeah. I mean, but I mean, also it probably means this that Edge is going to come back at WrestleMania against Randy Orton in a TLC match. Mm, maybe. A I mean, that's his match. Yeah. But it's also the reason his neck was a toothpick. So, yeah. Um, Nick, your feelings on the f- finale of Raw. Um, I don't, I didn't finale twice. No. Um, did, did you finale for a long time though? It was a long one. I yeah. slung a lot of rope. Okay. Um, okay. No, it was perfect. It really was. Um, <laughs> Randy Orton is one of the greatest heels of our time and all time. Ed, Edge was pretty good heels. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying one of, and he, um, I think it was great storytelling. I think it, you couldn't have done it better with two of these, the top guys in the business. I mean, it was, it was perfect. Um, I'm glad that it closed raw. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really looking forward to a match between those two at WrestleMania. It should be, should be killer. I thought the ending of raw this week was the, one of the best endings of raw that we've had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like there's been good ones. I'm not going to say that raw has had shitty fucking endings. <clears throat> um, but this one had a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, there Literally have been, there have been some shitty endings to Raw, but there's also been some really good endings to Raw. Um, but this invoked so much emotion. It And it's, dude, it's Randy Orton at his fucking best. Mm-hmm. We've always said it. Randy Orton as a heel is the most purest form of entertaining Randy. The problem is Randy Orton is such a legend now. Getting him in pure heel heat mode is damn near impossible until you bring back someone that is in pure face mode. There is no way that somebody could boo Edge right now, right? And then Randy does that to him. So there is no way that anybody can cheer Randy right now. Maybe there's that one guy in the crowd going, love you, Randy. You fucking killed him. But no. And I thought it was wonderful. Now, to finish off the show, uh, quick talk about SmackDown. Um, Roman Reigns and the Usos defeated King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode uh, and forcing Corbin to eat dog food. It looks like this is the – speaking of finale. This was the payoff for that. It looks like this is the finale of this fucking feud. <laughs> also made me come just because it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that Corbin and Roman wasn't a good feud, like as a whole, but it played its part. I'm just glad the dog food thing is over. Yeah, I didn't mind it, but I knew when he covered Roman and dog food, it was going to end with him being covered. Covered. How did you not know? You know what I mean? Like these people that were. Go ahead. No, yeah, I was was listening. Who who did the Bazers thing? Was that you? Yeah, just everybody. (laughs) Corbin got shit on. People just complaining that it was, oh, you fucking dog food, dumb. Like like we were talking before the show, who fucking cares? Like right. the minute it happened, how did you not know that was going to happen? Right. This you was know the fucking, was fucking ending. dumb? The God wins in their slot bucket, but that right. shit was over every time it yeah. got dumped on somebody. So. <clears throat> it's just, you know, I made. I, it served its purpose. I made that post on our social media 
that said if you're pissed off and complaining about everything WWE does on SmackDown, revolving involving this dog food or whatever the fuck, but you're sitting there telling me that AEW is God's fucking gift to wrestling and nothing is wrong with it. I'm going to look at you and go, you're a fucking mark. It's just, but it's the it's same time. Super mark. It's the same fucking thing. If you're praising everything WWE does and shitting all over AEW, you're a fucking mark. Yes. Get the fuck over it. I, Learn that things have good and bad. I will fucking shit talk the fucking refereeing of uh, AEW until the day it's not worth shit talking anymore. Because eventually you got to get it right. At the same time, I will praise AEW for ingenious storytelling, for the way Jericho's getting over the younger talent with the inner circle and bringing things around, for the way that as much as it eventually gets annoying because it becomes spot fest because of the fucking refereeing, but it doesn't change the but fact that a young a Bucks match is fucking great to watch. That love the spot right. fest, so they're so they're they have they have a everyone. niche market right. for and a not, style of pro wrestling. Now it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but there's a, there's enough people out there, roughly eight hundred thousand of them that <laughs> like the spot fest shit. I not necessarily. My favorite style of wrestling. At this point, I just watch AEW for Jericho. Right. But other people like it. Guys that are into New Japan, guys that are into the re- the indie wrestling spot fest shit are into AEW. And that's okay. Right. I'm not – but see, that's – what I'm saying is I, I still – even though the spot fest isn't my cup of tea, I'll still like a Young Bucks match. I'm not mm-hmm. – not, that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. No, don't like, get me wrong. Yeah, that so, fucking tables match with the fucking Lucha Bros, that was a spot fest, but it was fucking great, was great. to watch do and I, fun. Do I like seeing it? Sometimes. Do yeah. I like seeing it in every fucking match? No. Exactly. Agreed. And that's – and so – but you're complaining about every fucking thing WWE or you're complaining about every fucking thing AEW, but you're praising another company without any f- saying it has no flaws. Fuck off. Yeah. Every one of them has flaws. AEW has flaws. WWE has flaws. I have yet to find one with NWA. But again, yeah. it's, let's but it's be only fa- on for an hour and they do it very well. Yeah. And so then they go away. Did you, you have know? any flaws yep. with NXT when it was on for an hour? No. Right. And now you can I, find I mean, flaws. Even, even with two hours, there's not many, but... but to be, if you're not a mark, you're going, okay, that was a little off. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. You have to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. You have, and you're supposed to enjoy and dislike things. I don't, I just, I'm so fucking sick of it has to be one side or the other. Yeah. Enjoy wrestling. You are in a prime of professional wrestling that has more to offer than we have had in history. You're getting on television major cable television you are getting nine fucking hours of wrestling a week it's too much i don't think so if you have the time to fucking watch it which we try our fucking best to well that's what i mean like i don't mean like it's awful to have it i'm just saying it's awful because we do a show fucking hour i want to i want to watch it that's a day's worth of work yeah it's (laughs) hard to find the time frustrating but spend my lunch hour watching wrestling you have more to choose now than you've ever had before so why does something have to be the absolute jizzling shits always and the other thing is absolutely god's gift to fucking one thing that has remained a constant whether it be the 80s 90s 2000s 2010 whatever is that the internet wrestling community just likes to complain about whatever the fuck 
they want to complain about. They did that so much in the 80s. They even did it during I the, hate the internet era. wrestling community but during the 80s. The, the internet wasn't used like it is used now. <laughs> right. So it, was the, it, was the back, it was the back pages of PWI. Where yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it just. It was the PWI WC. Was always, <laughs> always people complaining about somebody not being the champion or this being. You're, all, you're always going to get a critic. Right. No 100%. matter fucking what. It doesn't never, matter what you do, you're going to get a critic. Never going to make everyone happy. Um. I'm gonna be quite honest. I haven't watched AEW in a couple weeks. I, like I haven't even gone back to rewatch it. Like I watched my NXT, then I've started like watch the opening show of AEW, and I mean it's kind of losing its luster for me. I told Mikey the same thing. I was like, dude, I went back and I started to watch the Jericho Cruise last week, and I watched the opening tag match, and I didn't watch the rest, and I didn't watch last week, and I didn't. And it's not that I don't want to. Uh, but I, I have other priorities. Raw, yeah, yeah. SmackDown, yep. NWA, NXT, you know. Well, NWA is easy. It's right. an hour. I can right. watch that while making dinner. Like, perfect. Cool. Um, Raw sometimes gets like it's three hours. I I normally start it an hour later so I can fast forward through a lot of the commercials mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like three hours. Um, SmackDown, I'm, I do I, – I catch up before we do the show. But there's a lot of times I don't watch SmackDown live. But do you mustard after the show? What's that? Do you mustard after it? What do you mean mustard? Ketchup, mustard. Oh. <laughs> I'm stupid. That makes sense now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but like I don't watch it live because it's Friday at 8 o'clock and you know, sometimes I'm doing stuff. Like if, I'm at, if I happen to be at home, sure. Turn on. Like mm-hmm. this week I watched it at home. But – a lot of times I'm out and about on a Friday. I got to catch up, you know, Saturday or Sunday morning. And AEW just kind of gets pushed to the wayside, partly because I've kind of lost my interest in it. Like, I, I mean, I still I still read upon it because we do the show. And I still, like, like to see what Jericho's doing because he is one of my all-time favorites. But I'm just, just slowly losing interest. Like, Kenny Omega and... Adam Page winning the tag titles is the same thing as Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. But but people want to talk shit about WWE taking two random guys and putting the tag titles on them, but then AEW does it and they praise them for it. And I, I don't know. People, people are dumb. There's nothing that's exciting me <clears throat> about AEW right now. Like Remember when we were talking about AEW? I, I feel like, I feel like we just I feel like we just kind of just turned to become the sh- one shitting on AEW. Um, but I was all for it. I was praising it in the beginning. It was something different and cool and new. And I definitely like how. I mean, there 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 are things I like about AEW. Like when you go to Starcast, the the fan involvement in all of the stuff that you know Starcast and the shit we get to do at Starcast and all that stuff, like. We couldn't go to WrestleMania and do Access Week. I mean, we probably could, but we'd have to pay a lot more and have to know somebody mm-hmm. to get in there. Whereas, like Starcast and shit, we can just go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my point was, remember when we first started talking about AEW and we said, "What's your cutoff time for this? How long do they have, in your opinion, before you're bored with it and sick of it?" Well, my answer- and, and every most people, most of us said like a, a year. year to yeah. six months to a year. Me, I was like. Yeah, like two or three months. Sure as fucking shit. They started in October. 17 but, weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man. Um, I'm not giving up. I didn't think. Oh, I haven't given up know, either. But, but at the same time, it, it, 
I need to see something that's going to happen before I go, okay, I definitely know. I don't want to just tune in. Like I tune in, like I'm fucking at home on a Monday night. I, I don't know what the fuck's coming out on raw and I still just turn it on. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm at home on a Wednesday night too, at eight o'clock and I turn on NXT. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on on either show, but I'm not turn- – and I don't go back and say, well, let me watch AEW now unless I heard something fucking sweet happen. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, tr- I try to. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Um, but another reason I on Wednesday nights I choose NXT over AEW is because I have Hulu Live. So if I watch NXT live – I get the full two hours. If I wait to watch till the next day, I get the condensed hour version. So is it really? Yeah, it's one hour. Well, you do realize that you could watch it the next day on fucking WWE Network, right? Uh, no, it's the full two hours. Didn't realize that. Well, now you know. And well, knowing half, half the battle, but still, again, I'd rather watch fucking NXT. But then, but AEW, I can rewatch AEW. It's the full two hours and three minutes or whatever. But same thing happens every time. Thursday afternoon, lunchtime, I watch. AEW through my lunch hour, and then that is all I watch. So I watch like the opening match every week, and, and then you don't finish it. The problem with it is there are times where the opening match will grab my attention, and I will go home and I'll finish it. But it'll be like in bits and pieces yeah. throughout, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the weekend. Um, but then there's sometimes where I'm just like, that was boring, and I don't even bother going right. forward with it. So maybe AEW should start having. Better opening matches or opening segments or that? I don't <clears throat> Whatever. Bottom line is enjoy wrestling. Enjoy what the fuck you're watching. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate it. Make sure you go to BreakingDownTheRing.com. Follow us on all of our social media. If you're watching or listening live, make sure you go to our uh, – subscribe to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's right fucking up there. Make sure you subscribe. Give us five motherfucking stars, please, and thank you because we're better – then you and you know it. MJF still rules. Oh. <laughs> and um, we are your in crew. Z. Just <laughs> 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 waiting how long until you tell me. Nikki No Belts. <laughs> and me, the almighty Nikki one. Nikki No Belts. Your That's current, once again, ring crew and champion. Woo! The all Mikey one, Mikey M. 2020, hashtag anybody but Smitty. (laughs) (laughs) We are out.